Rebel Nation, are you ready? It's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. He gets the blocks he needs. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Straight in the middle. It's a first down and more. See you later. It's going to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there. Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control in the dock. Oh, my. Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. He hits one high and deep left field. Kane shading the eyes at the track, and it is gone. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Gary Darby. And we welcome you into the studios, Gary, Chuck, Yancey, hanging out. We've got some Ole Miss athletics to discuss and go along the way today. On the program, we'll get with uh, Jake Thompson from On3 Sports. He'll be talking with us about a little baseball, a little basketball, and then we've got the typical text messages at 662-426-1093. We'll also uh, go into the injury report we've got in the last segment, a lot of discussion coming up about the roster change in football and recruiting and things of that nature. We'll pick the minds of Yancey and Chuck on that. They've got all the details. We've got SEC and Ole Miss news, the good, the bad, and the ugly all coming up on the program today. And we're brought to you by First South Farm Credit, over 100 years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture and ready to take you through the financial journey at First South Farm Credit. So we have that going on. Chuck, Yancey, happy Monday. Happy Monday. I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're here and ready to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know we've looked at lots of paper we've got here. Yeah. We've got a, a lots of things that have been happening with the roster and the different things that are going on in, in football, in basketball, and a lot of things going on. Yeah, football and basketball is really kind of taking the cake right now with the roster changing every single day, it seems like, and then basketball uh, he had two spots to fill when he came here, uh, Coach Beard, and so that's really kind of carrying the torch right now. Tell you, Coach Beard and his staff, Al Pinkins, and them, they, they've been busy boys. I'm telling you now, they're, they're uh, bringing in a bunch of players and have a few commits and a few more to get, and uh, I think they're shaking all the right bushes, and, and, a, and a lot of good players are, you know, falling out of the bushes and and i think they're going to get their share and i think that was the thought when you brought him in right you yeah. thought he would be involved and he'd be able to do those kinds of things yeah. and i heard that uh the grove collective had a really nice uh function for just men's basketball not this past saturday but two saturdays ago and uh a lot of big money guys were there and i think uh they raised quite a bit of money for basketball and you know that's what it's all about now. Let's let's be honest. You got to have money to play, and uh, I think they're raising it, and and I think Coach Beard is getting out there helping raise it himself, and that's uh, some good stuff. And I know we're going to get into that deeper in that six thirty ish segment, but as we sat back at the little table and we're talking, and even before here. A lot of players in their social media world, I'm still committed to so-and-so, but I'm open if, 
anybody still wants to recruit me. 100% open. Right, right, which means, you know, what Chuck is talking about. The I collectives everywhere have got to come up with more money. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's capitalism, and this is at its finest. At some point, though, you know, the butt's got to stop somewhere. Where it's going to stop, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it is much easier to fill a, a roster for basketball where you're playing eight to ten players than when you're playing fifty to sixty in football. So uh, the money is not quite as needed, or not nearly as needed as as football. But you still got to have it. Let's get into the five things from Yancey with Outback Steakhouse and our friend Steve Grantham. He currently operates nine of those Outback Steakhouse locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. Yeah, thought number one. Am I the only one that's concerned about the Ole Miss football roster? It continues to get plucked through each portal window. The latest portal window had key reserves J.J. Hawkins, Jameer Lewis, Tywon Malone, Braxton Myers, Markavius Brown, and Brandon Burkhalter go into the portal. Those were all supposed to be nice depth pieces for the upcoming season. Chucky, please calm my fears. I wish I could. Thought number two, the four home runs by Calvin Harris is the greatest single-game achievement I've seen by an Ole Miss Rebel on the diamond in my 45-plus years of following Ole Miss baseball. Drew Pomerantz's one-hitter in the Super Regional was certainly in a bigger moment, but four home runs in a must-win game isn't too shabby in its own right. Thought number three, why does it always seem like when Peyton Chatney is hitting on all cylinders, the Ole Miss offense hits another gear? Since Peyton got out of his slump seven games back, the Rebels are averaging 4.3 more runs per game. Thought number four. I thought go. Uh, excuse me. I thought Bo Gatlin looked promising Saturday. The Oxford native has been waiting patiently for his turn. He turned that into getting on base four out of his five trips to the plate. I have a sneaky feeling he will be a fixture in the lineup from now on for the rest of the season with Judd Udemark's injury. And the last thought. It's it's just a shame that Hunter Elliott had to have Tommy John surgery. I know many want to point fingers at this or that person, but the simple truth of the matter is that no one is to blame. Mother Mother Nature simply took over. The good news is we hear that he had a hybrid surgery, which should allow him to come back on the mound much earlier than a regular Tommy John surgery. Some inside of the dugout are now speculating he could return as early as next February. All right, four two six one zero nine three. We have some actual questions on the Twitterverse to get to next, and we've got some injuries to look at on the Rebel Yell Hotline. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles. Our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. 
equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know. Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. It is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline, Gary, along with Chuck and... Uh, Yancey trying to effort Jake Thompson and get him on the program with some baseball and some basketball discussion, and Rhino's trying to take care of that for us. He'll let us know uh, when that comes up. Later on in the program, we were, I was going to throw in with the Ole Miss News and whatnot what Calvin Harris did. No one's done it in the SEC, in an SEC game. and Really? Look, right, yeah. Um, it First was, one in a conference game. In a conference game. First one to do that. Now, there's been SEC players that have hit four home runs, but not in a conference conference. game. Right. 16 total bases, drove in 10, scored four times. And, you know, it came in a got to salvage a weekend deal. I mean, unless you lose that, it's over. Yeah. You don't don't get past Missouri unless maybe you sweep the last six games and they go one and five or something in that nature. But, yeah, it was a must-win game. Uh, You know, Jake, I could feel your – Frustration, you're down about. Uh... We don't have Jake yet. Oh, excuse me. Apologize. No, we don't have Jake yet. They're still trying Yancey's, to. Yancey's paying attention as usual. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, here he is now. now. All right, Jake. Uh, we were talking about Calvin Harris and what he did uh, in the game and that performance. Now I'll let Yancey give you his question. Yeah, Jake, after the Friday game, like, since it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday game, I could feel your frustration and just being down about that loss of, you know, getting run ruled there by Missouri. Um, then they bounced back Saturday. Uh, in a big way, um, you know, and one of my five thoughts was it's something about when Chatney is gets going, when he's hitting on all cylinders, the Ole Miss offense is just totally different. Uh, you know, he's getting going now. Calvin obviously got out of his slump. Some guys are starting to come around at the plate that previously weren't. I like the Bo Gatlin getting inserted there in the lineup, got on base four out of five times, getting some production down at the bottom of the lineup. Now, just to make this run, win four or five out of the next six to get in the tournament, does it really just come down to, to the uh, 
the the bullpen at Ole Miss? Um, that's kind of been the crux. They either get the starting pitching does well, and then the bats don't score enough runs, and then there's either a lead or they're down within you know a, a run or two, and then the bullpen comes in and just gives up that crooked number and, and puts everything out of reach. Or uh, you know the bullpens work great, but the starting pitching gives up the, a big early inning, and then the offense can't come out of that hole. It's 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 a team that has to have all three phases working. I know that's kind of the cliche coach speak, but that's just kind of how Ole Miss has been. When they've got to have all nine guys getting productive at bats uh, almost every every inning, every game. It's not even one where I want to have the top half of the lineup can carry it through because there's nobody on the bases from the bottom half when the order flips. Struggles of Shotney and the Cants, but, but as you noted and as we've seen, Shotney's kind of sounded a little bit. The Cants is getting a little bit of his group and getting on base at times, but it's just been a struggle. And, and the bullpen is what it is. You've had, you know, you've thrown out a lot of freshman guys. Uh, freshman of the innings thrown by Ole Miss pitchers this year. I mean, we knew it was going to be young. I think it's just of them. Hey, Jake, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, man. Let's. Try to try to find a place and stay situated. <laughs> I, I think I think Jake really the, the the surprise to me of the bullpen. I mean, when Mallets went out, that that was just a crusher. We all know that. But you still had JFD and Nichols uh, back there to kind of bridge the gap with Mallets being out, and they just haven't performed the way they did last year. Is that really the biggest surprise to you as far as the bullpen's concerned? I think the the problem was you lost. Dowdy after that first weekend in the bullpen, and you really needed him because you weren't going to have mallets anymore. And out clearly, uh, it's just one of those things where Dowdy, you know, at times thrives better uh, in the bullpen instead of a starting role. And when you just didn't have him at all, you had to turn to, to Mason Nichols, who was up and down, Mitch Morell, who was up and down, and in those freshman arms and, and and those younger guys that just hadn't had that experience and, and kind of knowledge of navigating the big games, the SEC games. And, yeah, I think that's just kind of it. It was they, they were exposed in, in not a negative way, just that they were not experienced enough yet and hasn't, hadn't developed and were having to develop kind of trial fire all, all season. Well, uh, Bianco said earlier on the uh, Super Talk uh, show with, with Richard Cross and them that Mitch Morell and Braden Jones had uh, soreness in their arm and did not pitch this last weekend. Uh, we're hoping to have them available this weekend, but let's let's play some hypotheticals. Say they are not able to go this weekend. Where does Ole Miss go in the bullpen to bridge the gap in the seventh, eighth, ninth innings? I think you're gonna, you know, I, it, clearly it didn't work this past weekend. Whatever uh, return outing, albeit very short against Georgia, he just didn't have it against, uh, you know, over. A, 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 Against Missouri, and I don't know if you know I'm, that's probably a confidence thing. But if you don't have Morrell and you don't have Jones, you're going to have to try to get something out of Maddox, just because he's he is at least experienced. I know he's hurt, but you've seen kind of what else you got. And unless you finally get a starter who can go innings at least, which has been a, a chore, and you're not asking much out of your bullpen all. All right, Jake. Just with phone phone troubles, we're 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 gonna. Uh, sorry, we can't hear you. So we've only got a couple minutes uh, left to go in this one. But thanks. For, Thank you, Jake. Thanks for trying. 
Yeah, and and back what he's saying, Chuck and and, and Gary. You know, really, Morell and Braden Jones have been two probably your three most reliable arms of what you have there in the bullpen. Um, you know, it, it's tough. I I think Ole Miss is just going to have to outslug Auburn this weekend. I really like. I mean, you had two dead outs there with Peyton and McCants there for two months basically, and now you know Peyton is just on fire. McCants is getting subbed out with Bo Gatlin in there, who's I really like him. I've watched him grow up uh, through here through the Oxford ranks. I think you know having that consistency at the bottom of the lineup is going to give them a chance. But I mean, it's just you know you just hope and pray whoever comes in. But it's an get Al- out. It's an Auburn group that's now beaten South Carolina and LSU in back to back weeks. Yeah, and an Alabama team who fired their coach for the gambling issues and and just won against Vanderbilt yeah, two out of three. two out of three. Yeah, so. I mean, and, and, and speaking of that, I mean, not Ole Miss, but this Alabama deal with the coach calling uh, somebody placing a bet at the casino there in, in Ohio as the game's about to start, telling the injuries, and then now it's leaked over to Iowa. And three Iowa. or four Iowa baseball players and then 15 athletes with football, track, and wrestling, I think, doing online gambling. Of yeah, some form. The baseball, though, is what surprises me. I've, I told you, I've never even heard of anybody putting in a bet in college baseball. And you smiled and said, "Well, I've, I've heard of a person." Sure. Or two, well, but- I mean, if you think, I mean, if you go to Tunica or whatever, I mean, you see those sports books, and it's there. I mean, it's futures or whatever it might be along the way. So I'm, I guarantee you, we all know someone that has gone over or has done it. Not not necessarily a coach, a sure. player, or or in an athletic department. But you, you know people have done it. Yeah. I know you do. It's pretty, pretty bad deal. But I, I was kind of happy for the players at Alabama. Actually, one of the players there at Alabama is the nephew of a good buddy of mine, Mike Patera, that owns Lenore's Restaurant here, and he plays for the coach. And the players, you know, talked to him, and he had no, their, their players had no clue what was going on. I mean, nothing. It wasn't like they were trying to throw games. Um, it was just a managerial you know, aspect of what was going on, probably not putting them in the best position to win a game. But uh, the players didn't know anything about it, so I was happy to see them win. Sure, and it all started on that Friday night game with LSU uh, when the starting pitcher was scratched from his start, like right before, and then they have, I guess, proven that Bohannon was on the phone with the guy in the Ohio Sportsbook. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But, Chucky, I mean, I know you've been down on the Ole Miss baseball team. I mean, who – I mean, how can you not? Um, well, I'm not. What, I, I'm not down on them, but I just don't have any optimism. That, I mean, yeah. and I and I'm losing hope quickly. Um, you know, you keep saying, "Well, if they win six out of six, or <laughs> you know, five out of six, and you know, hey, they don't have but six hey, wins all year. <laughs> if we're gonna sweep, if we go up there and sweep Missouri, I mean, it, it just ain't happening for this team. Yeah. And I, I mean. I, I don't want to be down on any Rebel team ever, but uh, this team's just not getting it done. No. I mean, it, uh, uh, in any way. Yeah. I, I think the b- best positive news was how they responded Saturday, coming back and winning after that ugly loss Thursday up 9-2 to in the seventh inning. And then also Hunter Elliott. I know everybody's down about it, but to know that he had that hybrid surgery 
where it's a six to eight month length of rehab and not 12 to 14 months and giving him a chance to come in next year, returning everybody. Hey, that's exactly what I'm talking about, though, Yancey. When the good news is somebody had Tommy John surgery, (laughs) that's pretty rough. We'll be back with more of the show next. I just want to see Hunter throw again as a rebel. Can you imagine years of hard work and saving, and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? Paxton Faris and the Faris Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Faris Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Faris Group, farisgroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Faris Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The Faris Group, LLC, and Securities America companies are separate entities. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki. Featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. House cleaning is just one of those things you gotta do. But life is busy, and the great folks at Brittany's Cleaning Services understand that and are here to help. They provide professional cleaning services for residential, commercial, and rental properties. Reliable, honest, experienced cleaners with affordable pricing. Servicing Olive Branch, Tupelo, Water Valley, Bruce, Holly Springs, Pontotoc, Oxford, Baylor, New Albany, South Haven, Senatobia, and Batesville. Call for more information at 662-202-8868 and follow them on social media. That's Brittany's Cleaning Services, LLC. Hey, Rebel fans, want to be more involved with Ole Miss? Well, join the Grove Collective, the exclusive Ole Miss NIL program. With the new name, image, and likeness law, Rebel fans now have the opportunities to support and elevate Ole Miss student-athletes. And the Grove Collective has created a unified portal to amplify that support. As part of the Grove Collective, your support opens access to special events, fan experiences, merchandise, and marketing opportunities with student-athletes. To find out more and to become part of the Grove Collective NIL program, visit thegrovecollective.com. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Hey, the game day outlook when we were talking uh, in that last segment, brought to you by the Faris Group, our partners in retirement, with nearly decades, uh, two decades of expertise in helping retirees invest and distribute their savings. The Faris Group has locations in Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, and Baton Rouge. Call them toll-free, 877 Two seven three seven three five, and now we got some text messages presented by Canon Cleary McGraw. You go to ccmoxford.com to check out all of the stuff there. And uh, one question is, why is baseball honoring the seniors Friday night and not Saturday? Only thing I can come up with is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Normally they do it on Saturday, um, and instead I, they're doing it on Friday. You brought up a point. Sundays usually. Yancey, the kids go run the bases. Yeah. Maybe there's some of that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but why they're doing it on Friday instead of Saturday, I I have no 
real idea. Me neither. I didn't even know they were doing it on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it is a, another Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they typically do it in the middle. So that that's just about it. Uh, question on football stadium construction. We've talked about other construction, but now they want to know more on the football stadium. As far as I know, it's still on the drawing board, but not uh, not a go-ahead at this time. I mean, they're d- devoting a lot of money to the Manning Center, devoting a lot of money to the baseball field and about to flip around the softball stadium. Yeah. Totally do that. And, and, uh, devoting a lot of money to NIL, uh, or at least that's where a lot of money that would go to building things is, is going. So uh, I don't think they're going to do the stadium anytime soon. Chuck, I saw a lot of people on your board talking about the master plan for the stadium. Is there a master plan? Yeah. Oh, they've got a good plan. But uh, they need a little bunch of money. Well, I mean, they I think were going like, to use. It, 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 hadn't we heard? Am I dreaming this, or hadn't we heard like three hundred million? Yeah, they were going to use, you know, around a couple hundred million for the football stadium. I believe forty yeah. on the baseball and ten yeah. on the softball and forty. 40, Wasn't it four hundred altogether? On, yeah, forty-two million on the uh, IPF, but you know, the, the majority chunk of it was for the football stadium, and I know they can't just divert that money and say, here, we're going to put this in NIL because that's no. not legal. But, you know, how do you raise the money now towards the football stadium when you're when they said, when is it going to start? Well, you know, what about the NIL? How do you even sell that now? Well, I, I don't think they're trying to at this right now. I think it's been put on the shelf. But they've got a great plan, and hopefully in the near future they can enact it, you know. Does the plan – we know they were going to tear down – the home side and start from scratch. Somebody said that there was a plan to make the west side, the the visitor side, match the home side. Have you heard about that? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a a big-time redo. Uh, The bowels of the stadium. Which is awful. Yeah. The the whole works. I mean, I think think it's a big-time renovation. But right now with the NIL becoming such a factor, they just have to push it back. Well, that's – and and the economy, there's yeah. you know there's several factors going on there, and that's the big ticket item. And they can get these other things done. They can get softball and baseball and the Manning Center, and which Lane Kiffin told Keith Carter the Manning Center was more important to him than the stadium. So they put they moved the Manning Center up to the priority. So that's that's the way it is. I think the stadium was more for the fan experience and not really for Lane Kiffin need. His need was at the IPF, but that, you know, so you don't – I mean, it looks like a third-world country down there underneath the home side. I mean, it's just awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's part of the plan to to fix that. And, you know, I don't know anything beyond that. I just know that those other projects are being done, and that that's a positive thing, but the big-ticket item has been put on hold. And, Chuck, the interesting thing, I, I think I read somewhere where the state of Texas is now going to pass some NIL laws that allows the schools to be directly involved in the NIL and to raise money. Texas divert- A&M has already taken their collective in-house yeah. into their foundation, and you can expect – a lot of schools to start doing that and a lot of states to start passing that law that uh, the universities can have it involved in their, co-mingled in their foundation. 
And I think that's the way it needs to go, in in my opinion, rather than having these independent, like we do the Grove Collective. And listen, the Grove Collective done a fantastic job and, you know, better than I ever dreamed they would be able to do. But if it gets the weight of the university behind it and gets it in-house, it'll it'll really flourish then, I believe. Let's get the injury report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. You can go check out about them and what they can do for you at OxfordOrtho.com. Well, unfortunately, it's growing, guys. So right-handed pitcher Mitch Morrell didn't pitch this weekend. Bianco City had forearm tightness, but not where the UCL area is involved. So there's some hope he'll come back this weekend. As you recall, a couple weekends ago, Mitch also missed the weekend. Braden Jones, who also had some previous sore arm, uh, forearm soreness before the Southern Miss game, He's got it again. He wasn't able to throw, but he was on the 27-man roster this past weekend. He's hopeful he'll be able to go this weekend. We went over Hunter Elliott. He had a hybrid Tommy John surgery. The good news, again, to me is that this is not the 12- to 14-month surgery. This is the 6-8, to eight, which will allow him to possibly come back at the start of next season. But regardless or not, Chucky, that's big news to me. First baseman Anthony Clerk had a oblique injury. He missed the weekend. Uh, Bianco really didn't say much about if he expected him to return this weekend. Uh, Josh Mallets, we all know he had Tommy John surgery. I hear he's going really well, though, and he's set to return uh, just in a couple months. And then utility, Judd Udemark on that slide there to win the Georgia Series. He jammed his shoulder. Unfortunately, Bianco said it looks like he's going to have to have surgery, most likely out for the rest of the year. But it sounded like maybe they were going to try to get him just some DH or maybe some pinch head uh, situations before they have that surgery. All right, we've got a lot in the the portal news, the football roster, the recruiting, and all coming up in the next segment. So stay with us. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw 
Utah Real Estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or call 844-901-ROOF. Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Friends, we thank all of you for listening, wherever it might be in the Super Talk world on Sports 56 up in Memphis and doing some work with us on a Monday night with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gateway Tire. They've been serving us since 1929, 54 locations, six different states. Gateway Tire goes the distance for you. Roster change and recruiting, where do we start, guys? Hmm. Roster change, Chucky. I mean, what we counted, 11 guys just went in the portal in this latest window. We're not talking about went in the portal this whole time, just the last window. Um, Chucky, I believe you counted, what, six were going to be in the rotation? Yeah, the surprising ones to me um, were Jameer Lewis and Reggie Hughes. Those were what uh, Coach Golden calls his jack position it's kind of a stand-up defensive end that only really only rushes on pass downs or or downs that look like passing downs and they were going to play a lot both of them and 
they both went in the portal. I mean, I I could understand if one of them went in the portal, thinking maybe I could can't beat out the other one, but they both went in the portal. And then, uh, you know, you you got to be a, a surprised about Markevious Brown, the cornerback as well, because he he was going to be probably the third corner, which meant he was going to play as much as Prince and Walton. Yeah. Um, Tywon Malone surprised me a little bit, unless. But I, I think his is more of a money grab. I think yeah. he wanted more money, and uh, oh, apparently Ohio State's willing to pay him for it. J.J. Uh, Hawkins kind of surprised me a little bit, too. Because, that one really surprised me. Because he played uh, number one. I mean, he was with the first team all spring. Now, he realized that when Cedric Johnson came back, he was going to be second team, but he was still going to play a lot. Yeah, I mean the first two units are going to play, and he had he had a good spring. I mean he wasn't a, he's not a fantastic player, but he's a player that we certainly could use, and and he made he made plays in spring. So some surprises on there that I I just didn't see coming. Yeah, not everybody can be a starter to be a complete team, right? You got to have role players. You got to have guys. Uh, you have injuries that does thrust them into a starting role, and I mean this is. I mean, guys that you've been developing, I mean, you get some injuries, it's, it's going to get scary next season for Ole Miss, and you, we all know there's going to be injuries. But where it's really hitting Ole Miss the hardest is the defensive side of the ball, the side they could least afford to, you know, have these guys exactly. live in the program. No and question. That's the scary thing to me. No question. I, I think there's no doubt about it. You take Malone, for instance, uh, coming out of spring – you had Xavion Harris, J.J. Pegues, Joshua Harris, basically three pretty good defensive tackles. But beyond them, kids that are developing, kids that – and this was going to be Malone's year. I yeah. mean, I know that some of our fans says, oh, we're not losing but 11 tackles. <laughs> well, that's true, but he was about to come into his own, in my opinion. He was certainly going to be the fourth tackle. He's certainly three hundred pounder that can move. So, I mean, that hurts to me. Yeah, it, it, it definitely hurts. He's going, you know, he'll be a guy that it wouldn't be surprised me if he ends up being a first, second round draft pick next year in the draft. So, um, you know, guy that's very talented. Then uh, I go back to the secondary, though, Chuck. Uh, you know, all the. You at the end of last year, you you look at the 2023 season coming up. You said you're really going to kind of hang your hat on the secondary, and I mean they have just absolutely got gutted. Uh, you know, you had three out of your four top corners leave uh, in the December portal or January portal back before the spring started. And now you got guys like Marcavius Brown, Braxton Myers. Um, there, there was maybe one more. I can't remember corner. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you fill these these well, slots here. I, I'm hearing we may get Brown back. I'm, I'm hearing well, that would be big. That that Brown may may come back. I don't know that that's a done deal or anything. But I, I think the negotiations have gone pretty well. But you're right. And, and safety, the safety situation. Oh. Um, you got you got the kid at. Uh, at UAB that visited this weekend. Um, that's maybe a candidate there for safety that had a really good year last year. I don't really see too many others. Um, so safety is going to be a major concern. We had the news this weekend that uh, Marshall uh, was dismissed from the team. Um, you know, we all saw what he was doing there, especially in that spring game. 
really looked like he was a budding star. But the good news is that it looks like Michigan State wide receiver Keon Coleman could be filling that slot. Keon's from Louisiana. He's 6'4", 220. Uh, he's rated the number 27 overall transfer in the portal uh, by On3 Sports. Uh, he had 58 catches for uh, 798 yards and seven touchdowns this past season. So a proven commodity there. Another guy with size, 6'4", 225. So, uh, Chucky, I believe you broke the news that he's coming in tomorrow for an official visit. What 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 are you hearing on that? <laughs> what I'm hearing is we got to get him. You got Buck Halter in the in the uh, portal and Chris Marshall knuckleheading his way out of here. Um, what a, what a waste of talent! It, it just it makes me sad to see kids throw away their futures the way that Chris Marshall has done. Because you could see him coming on. Oh, man. He, he, you know he talent running running out of his ears. Yeah, and and. Uh, and the kid goes on a high-speed chase with the highway patrol. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And, uh, you know, and he was in trouble at Texas A&M as well. So you knew you were kind of getting a guy that was a little bit of a risk, but you had hoped that maybe this environment, uh, a nice NIL package would, you know, maybe maybe mature him a little bit. But we said all along, that he was he was kind of on the path of Michael Trigg, that he was very immature and he needed to to gain some maturity, which I believe Michael Trigg has now. I hope anyway, and uh, so anyway, what a waste. Just hopefully keep your fingers crossed. Keon Coleman comes in. I mean, you would have to assume Marshall had a nice NIL deal that freed up some money there to be able to land someone like Keon. And here is a very curious. Uh, puzzling offer from Ole Miss. Caleb Johnson, Louisville quarterback Caleb Johnson, was offered by Ole Miss yesterday. Um, excuse me, on Thursday. Uh, 6'1", 220s out of Alabama. Um, you know, Chucky, that is that tells me that uh, obviously they need him for a depth piece that make one of those three quarterbacks. Uh, I would really be surprised if it's Walker Howard. We know it's not Dart. Um, you know, what's going on with Sanders? Oh, I don't. I don't really know, but I mean, there's rumblings going on that um, he might have to go back to Oklahoma State to graduate, and if he does, then he can be a graduate transfer somewhere. Um, but I, I, you know, that's all just speculation and rumor. I hate to even get into that, but it certainly is strange that we offered a, a quarterback from Louisville. Um, <laughs> and it's obviously as a depth piece. He wasn't their starter there. Um, you know, so maybe that's some insurance. If the worst uh, situation, if Sanders had to go back to Oklahoma State, could he return in time to come back for the fall? Is that I something don't he know. would do in the I, summer? I think he can, but I don't know. That'd be really hard, but yeah. he probably could, yes. But in your in your notes with the Johnson, the quarterback from Louisville, I mean – he's got a high school teammate, right, that almost yep. may be interested in for twenty twenty four. Yeah, he's one of the top Top 10, 15 prospects in the country, Jaquan McCoy, an offensive tackle. So, you know, maybe something in that, as you said, just trying to get a foot in the door for next year. And then, you know, Ole Miss over the last couple of days, they brought in Georgia Tech defensive lineman Aquilo Stone. They brought in James Madison Jack linebacker, which we just talked about Ole Miss losing a couple of those. And Isaac Yacru. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, the last two years, he's the 6'4", 245-pounder, 
total 83 tackles, 27 tackles for loss, 16.5 sacks, uh, six passes defended, three forced fumbled, obviously a playmaker, first team all Sun Belt Conference, uh, and it looks like it's coming down to Ole Miss and Auburn for on three sports, number 44 overall Missouri. player in the portal. And Missouri's also still in there trying to line up a visit or maybe has already visited them. But It's lot- interesting that he's gone from 6'1 to 6'4. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just but like. That's, that's, I guess that's recruiting. Yeah, me and my son, we went uh, over and saw some of the Elite 11 that they held at Oxford yesterday. And, you know, my son's quarterbacks and wanted to see what it looks like for those older guys. And the first thing he noticed, he said, Dad, he's like, these quarterbacks are, they're, they're not near as tall as they're listed. And I said, Son, you always take two to three inches off of any listed height, uh, including Ole Miss's quarterback commitment, who was not near the height that he's listed. Um, for next year uh, as well. So, uh, you know, uh, here's one, Chuck, that really interests me. Going back to the to the girth, guys, you have a hard time fitting through the door. We talked about with Tyrone Malone leaving. Somebody that could fill that void there uh, is, is Nebraska's Stefan Wynn. He's uh, a guy that played four years at Alabama. He transferred out, so he played with Golding. Transferred out to Nebraska last year. He had 22 tackles in five games of action. He was a top 50 national recruit, 6'3", 305. That's a guy that seems to me that they really have eyed uh, to fill that Malone hole. Or, or, or are you hearing anything on him? Oh, absolutely. That's that's their number one target on uh, on the interior of the defensive line. Uh, Ukwa is the number one target for defensive end. Uh, also, they're – you know, they're after Notre Dame running back Logan Diggs. They're after Jalen Key, the safety from University of uh, Alabama, Birmingham. Yeah. They're after Keon Coleman that we talked about earlier. Also, I'm hearing some good things on uh, Deshaun Gaddy, the cornerback out of North Texas State, that uh, he's doing real well academically, and he may be able to come in this summer. And that would be a big get, in my opinion, because that's a, a cornerback that um, – is I understand it's very talented. Yeah, when you lose five out of your top six cornerbacks on your yeah. current roster, you yeah. need to add some there. And uh, Logan Diggs, that's a very interesting name to me. Um, back when I was covering recruiting, I used to talk to that kid quite frequently. And Ole Miss came in second to Notre Dame, another kid out of the Bayou State, just like Keon Coleman. He's a 220-pound back at Notre Dame that had over a 1,000 yards of offense last season for the Irish. So this is not someone that had two, 300 yards and just kind of a third, fourth stringer. This is a guy that was a playmaker for Notre Dame. We all know we saw spring practice. I've said it the whole time. They need another running back. They've got two on the team uh, through spring. We, you know, they're going to bring in the high school back. But again, he's going to be a freshman. Uh, I think this is a, an important piece for Ole Miss. We all saw what happened. They don't lose that Alabama game. If you don't have that Zach Evans injury where it put Quinshawn where he could barely even breathe at that last drive when he drove it 84 yards down the field, they got to be able to keep Judkins fresh. Logan Diggs is a big name to me. Any news on, on him? The no, only thing is that they're after him hard. I know that for a fact. Like I said, those five guys that I named, Coleman, Key, Wynn, Uqua and Diggs are their five top targets on the transfer portal, and uh, I don't know to what extent they are with any of them. 
they did pick up a commitment out of South Florida, um, Jason Alberton, 225-pound uh, back. He will be a preferred walk-on, but at least something for a depth piece there. Um, he ran for three or 400 yards last year, uh, you know, at least to have a body there. Again, you can't go into a season with two to three running backs on scholarship. Uh, you've got to have a minimum four injuries or are going to happen to running backs in such a physical position. Gary, what So, what so with thoughts? that, Chuck, I guess my question is about Bentley. I mean, if we're, we're thinking about Diggs and you're bringing in another as a preferred walk-on, I get it. But where are we with, with Judkins and his Bentley there safe as the two, or are they still looking for that second guy? No, I think I think about? they like Bentley, uh, the speed back, the change of pace guy. Uh, but as Yancey said, it's an injury-prone position, and uh, you just can't run Judkins in the ground. Um, he ran the ball too many times last year, for, for if you want to be honest about it. Um, I think 180, 190 – Carries is plenty for a back these days, and he had what two sixty. Yeah. Um. So you know you're, you're you're talking about five to six to seven carries a game, really too many for a true freshman. But they had no choice. I'm not I'm not yeah. questioning the coaching. Zach, Zach was hurt often, and yeah. and Bentley was hurt for nine games. Right. Exactly. So that put them in a precarious situation. Sure. And what if something happened to Jukins this year? Who do you fall back to? So yeah. this Diggs is a really, really important recruit for Ole Miss. And we saw the difference of, of the productivity and explosiveness of the Ole Miss offense with a fresh Judkins instead of one that was wore down in the Alabama game. You couldn't get a, a more perfect example of that. I really believe if he would not have been wore down, what did he have, three rushes for 68 yards or something to get him down there? He couldn't even breathe. They used him a decoy for the last uh, two or three plays there. They never touched the ball there to win the game there against Alabama. They win that game, and, hey, they win that game. You don't know what happens those next few games because they put so much time and energy in that Alabama game. More more good news if we had won. <laughs> <laughs> He's full of good news. He is. He's an optimist. I love it. I mean, you know. <laughs> If we had won. <laughs> we have about a minute left. We didn't get to the basketball recruits, so let's push that to the to the last segment. Yeah. And we'll get to those because there's a lot of names to mention mm. in that as well. Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment will be presented by the Grove Collective. Their mission is to create and enhance the NIL opportunities for all Ole Miss student athletes in today's NIL marketplace. We'll come back with a little more news, those tidbits, and the good, bad, and ugly and finish up today's program. Don't you understand? Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. 
Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Brad Camp with Morgan White Group. Brad can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which could save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Brad can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Brad Camp at 662-259-5552. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new interest off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. I'll do the quick SEC and Ole Miss news brought to you by Van Atkins. They're for a South's leader in estate jewelry and diamond solitaires. Van Atkins guarantees full satisfaction and value for your money. And as Chuck says, uh, for those New Albany and Oxford locations, you know she's worth it. First of all, the Ole Miss women's golf team is in a regional. Uh, they wrapped up the opening round in Athens. Uh, shooting nine over, but they are in sixth place in that regional, so still a little work to do. Chiara Tamberlini uh, was minus two in her opening round, fourth overall individually. And I will mention, Tim Elko was the Carolina Player of the Month. Yeah. 351 average, the league's best batting average. He had the most hits, most total bases, most home runs, most RBIs, and slugging percentage. And uh, Gray Kessinger yesterday was five for seven with two home runs, three runs, uh, make, make that three runs scored, five runs batted in. He's hitting 311 for the Astros AAA team in Sugarland now and is approaching a possible uh, chance to get to play uh, in the big. So we do have some good news. Former, oh, yeah. former Rebs and Rebs uh, doing some things along the way. Now let's get back to that recruiting part of things. Yeah, for basketball, Chucky, uh, you know, I think right now the, the safest bet for uh, another addition to the Ole Miss team is Auburn transfer Alan Flanagan, Wesley Flanagan, the new Ole Miss assistant son, 
He's a four-year starter there at Auburn. What I like about him, again, he's long, 6'6", and not just slight, but built, 220-pound three-guard out of Auburn, averaged over 10 points a game last year. Um, you know, this allowed Matthew Morrell to get some, some little breather and mix in the two and three with him. I think this is a good fit. What what, what are you hearing on that, Chucky? Uh, you know, same thing you are. His daddy's here. So if he doesn't get an NBA look, that uh, he'll be here. Yep. And then we, you know, Nunez from Arizona State had transferred or, or announced for Ole Miss a week or two back, but um, a point guard there at Arizona State. But we, We've been hearing very solid uh, word that they want a second point guard uh, to bring to the team, and it looks like one could be surfacing now in Marshall's Andrew Taylor, a post-grad, averaged 20, over 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists a game. He was named first-team all-conference. And then, as we said, he just keeps getting bigger and bigger uh, with this team. NC State, six foot ten, 225-pound uh, power forward, uh, Deucen. Merkert, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, will take an official visit to Ole Miss per Adam Zagara at ON3 Spirit. He averaged 8.7 points and 6.2 rebounds in a little over 20 minutes game last year. Four-star high school center Jazz Gardner will take an official visit to Ole Miss May the 12th. He's a seven-foot, 205-pound prospect, and is the son of former McDonald All-American Jelena Gardner. Uh, Ole Miss and Florida State have emerged the leaders for him. He could be making decision in the next few weeks. Ole Miss already added a seven-foot high school center last week, so this would be their second in back-to-back weeks. Uh, pretty big news there. Zach Berry for the Ole Miss Spirit is reporting that Ole Miss is heavily in the mix now for Arkansas freshman shooting guard Darian Ford. Uh, Beard had a really good relationship with him while recruiting, but Wes, Wesley Flanagan out of Auburn was really close with him coming out of high school. Zach feels like Ole Miss is a serious player for him, and that could be a likely destination. So those are the portal guys right now in basketball uh, that could be added to the roster. They still have, I think, what, four or five slots to, to fill. And now for our good, bad, and ugly, brought to us by our friends over in Batesville, Big Delta Power Sports on 155 Cracker Barrel Drive. Well, the good, not much good has happened to the Ole Miss baseball team, obviously, but Saturday there was a lightning strike in the Rebs, 20-14 to win over Missouri and Columbia. Ole Miss catcher Calvin Harris hit four home runs in one game, the first time that has ever happened in the conference contest, and he drove in 10 runs, which tied an Ole Miss record set in 1947 by none other than the late Charlie Connerly. For his efforts, Calvin was named Co-SEC Player of the Week. That's not good. That's great. And finally, something positive happening for this team that's now 6-18 and in SEC play this year with two series remaining. The bad, well, unfortunately, the other co-SEC player of the week was Missouri's Luke Mann, who also had four home runs in the weekend series. The Tigers only hit 15 home runs in the series. A two-out-of-three victory for Missouri, who is now one game ahead of the Rebels at 7-17. and yeah, that's not a mistake. 15 home runs given up by Rebel pitching in one series. 15. And prior to that, Missouri only had 18 home runs for the year. The ugly, the Rebels jumped to what seemed like a comfortable 9-2 to two lead through five and a half innings in Thursday's first game of the Missouri series. But as we quickly learned, nothing is comfortable with this Rebel bullpen. 
The Rebel starters struggled as well, giving up 16 runs in 12 innings, but the bullpen surrendered 22 runs in 15 innings. No matter starter or reliever, there were some ugly performances from the mound. Also ugly, uh, 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 what a shame, wide receiver Chris Marshall uh, continued with his off-the-field bad behavior, and it consequently cost him his scholarship and place on the Ole Miss Rebel football team. I wish him luck in the future, but uh, it certainly didn't work out here. All right. Good work. Lots of information. We got it in in the hour's time, and we thank everybody for being around. Maybe we'll have some some more good news uh, to talk about next week. Series win. Let's go. Series win. Just number two. He called his shot at 659 on Monday, May 8th. Let's see if it happens. So long. Howdy toddy.